I think this officially goes down as the latest Riffin episode ever recorded. It is currently 10.25 p.m., which means it's about three hours past my bedtime. So I uh, don't know what I'm going to say. This is probably Sleepy Tim talking here, but I was listening back to the Humility episode. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, definitely pause this and give that one a listen. Um, to briefly catch you up to speed, John and I had a really good discussion about when to practice humility and, you know, it's good to be proud of the things that we've done, but when is it appropriate to be humble, I guess, or to practice humility? And we've talked about scenarios in life when it comes up. And a lot of times it's whenever we, we do something wrong. We don't want to admit that we were wrong. So we just double down on what we did and it's easier to do that, right? Than to admit that we were at fault. And it's better to just swallow your pride, be humble, admit failure and move on from there. And as I was listening back to this episode, I heard something that that we were talking about and it sparked something. And I wish I would have thought of this at the time because I think this could have really added to the episode. So instead of dedicating an entire bonus episode, well, I guess that, well, this is a bonus instead of dedicating an entire full length fair, I'd just come on here quick and uh, share my thoughts. We mentioned how whenever you do something wrong, the goal would, is to probably have a fast rebound time to come back. So one example of this, say you're a parent and you have a kid and you just completely chew your kid out and you punish them and maybe five minutes later you learn that they were they were in the right and maybe you were wrong for reacting how you did. And maybe you're too proud to go to your kid and admit that you were wrong. So you just kind of double down and you're like, well, you know, whatever, they'll get over it. And you just don't say anything and how much damage making that choice that how much damage that can cause. And, you know, why is it so hard for someone to turn back and ask for forgiveness and to admit fault? Like, why is that so hard? And when is it an appropriate time to do it? And two scenarios popped into my head as we were, as we were, as I was listening back to John and I discussing this, and I wanted to dig through these two scenarios quick. And one is a case where I think you shouldn't turn back. And one case is a think where you should turn back. So let's go with the case where I think you should turn back. Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that as I get into the story. So this is just a random scenario. I haven't written this down. I have no notes. This is off the top of my head. And again, this is Sleepy Tim talking here. Normally you hear... Tim at 7 a.m. So this is <laughs> this is a different version of me. This is after I've had a day um, of thoughts. So who knows if this is coherent, but okay. So you are working your job and sure, it's fine. Pays the bills. It's comfortable. You've gotten used to the routine. You know what I mean? Like you're used to the commute. You don't love it. You don't hate it. You're used to your coworkers. You don't love them. You don't hate them. It is like... It is a bland beige existence. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's there, you know, it's fine. It's not getting you excited. It's not making you want to die. And then say, uh, tensions start to rising a little bit and you're just kind of getting antsy. You're kind of getting fidgety and you're kind of getting like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting excited for, I don't know. Um, and say something happens at work where you just kind of snap. And I could probably tell the story a little bit better, but you snap 
And you know what? You know what? Like, screw this job. You know what? I, I, I am going to do something. You have like this big bombastic exit. And, you know, all of these fantasies you've had for 15 years all come to a head and you have this grand exit finally. And the adrenaline's flowing and your heart's racing and you storm out the doors and you finally have this moment where you're like, holy shit, I did it. Can't believe I did it. And you're driving home and you're kind of just driving in silence, just staring at the road and your heart's still racing. And all of a sudden you feel yourself kind of getting more calm and the adrenaline is like kind of leaving your body a little bit and you're kind of able to relax the shoulders and you're kind of like the further and further you drive, you're like, holy shit. Like I, 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 I <laughs> instead of the sentence going from, I did it, I did it. You're now like, oh, I, I did it. Damn. Okay. Uh, hold wait a minute like and and then you start kind of no you know what no yeah this this is what i wanted yeah you know you start convincing yourself this was good this was a good choice and the closer you get to home and you're like well i have to tell my friends and family that i left okay wow that that's gonna be very real why did i leave again (laughs) and then you know you start kind of going back and then you basically the point is like there's times in life when we when we get caught in a moment and we do things and we don't allow ourselves to process what we did and we don't allow ourselves grace to go back on what we did. And I mean, I've made plenty of decisions in my life where I've acted on impulse and looking back, it's like, you know, I wish I would have given myself the grace to turn back and admit that. And I think I've, I've, I definitely have done that as I've gotten older. I mean, if you've heard the episode of me moving to Nashville, <laughs> I moved to Nashville. And as I went down, I knew I was making a mistake and I just called myself out on it right away. And I had to make the tough call right away, but like, I didn't drag that shit out. Like I just nipped it right in the bud. And, um, that took a lot of life lessons to get to that point. But basically like in that scenario, you know, that person, if they start having regrets and, you know, oh man, like maybe that wasn't like, maybe, you know, maybe I should be thinking about leaving, but that, that, that wasn't the time or way to go about it. You know what I mean? Like I should have had something lined up first. I should have talked to people first. I should have like sought counsel from friends and family first. I shouldn't have just exploded like that. Even though it felt really right in that moment, it felt so good in that moment that wasn't the way to go about it. And, um, that person has two choices. They can be prideful and they can be like, you know what? No, I did. I mean, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong. I'm just kind of laying out the scenario and you can make your own assumptions. I think, I think in my opinion, if I had to stick my, uh, stake, if I had to put my stake in the ground, I would say that a person like that, if you're feeling iffy about it, there's nothing wrong with going back to your boss it's embarrassing as shit. It's awkward as shit to go in front of all your coworkers and be like, Hey, yeah, that, like, I mean, Oh, I can't even imagine how that would be, but it takes a big person to admit that like they were, I don't know. I mean, maybe your boss would be cool enough to have you back. And I, um, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is in that scenario, you kind of should swallow your pride 
and just do what you think is best and maybe whatever, you know, it's hard. This is a case by case scenario. I'm just painting a very general picture here, but I hope you get what I'm saying. Um, the environment wasn't bad for you. You were doing fine in this environment. You just had a moment and the moment the you know, you weren't suffering. I mean, I'm not saying you were thriving, but you know, if you want to thrive, there's ways for you to go about it in a much healthier way. So maybe that story, some of you can relate to feeling that way. <clears throat> and maybe I'll think of how to elaborate that better as I tell this story. So here's a scenario where I think that you shouldn't turn back, but you, but, but you'll feel like you do. So, um, <clears throat> I deal with a lot of relationships in my line of work and I deal with a lot of, um, abusive relationships, I'll say. <clears throat> And I've seen a lot of really awful relationships in my life. Just in my personal life, I've seen a lot of really awful ones. But I've seen people magically convince themselves that it's their dream relationship and, hey, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but say you're in a relationship where it just is not good. The person belittles you. The person doesn't... The person is not what you need them to be, to be in a healthy relationship. They are not in a healthy place to give... They're not in a healthy place to be a good partner to you. It just is not good, period. But you've been in it for, let's say, six years, seven years, I don't know, four or five, a long time you've been in this relationship. So it's what you know. That's like become your new normal. That's like the new status quo <laughs> is shitty. <laughs> but because it's been shitty for so long, that's normal. So you're with someone who belittles you, talks down to you, doesn't seem to really care about your feelings. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to dive too deep into like physical abuse, abuse, but let's just say they're just a bad person. And say maybe you get some clues and hints from friends and family that, you know, hey, you should probably think about like getting out. This doesn't seem good. And then finally one night, it's a Friday night, you two are driving. And you just, it, somehow the stars align and it clicks and you just get the courage all of a sudden. You just, all of a sudden out of nowhere, you just feel this energy and you're like, oh my God, I feel liberated. I, I can get out. Whatever would happen. And you leave. And, and as you're driving away, you, you feel the same way that person who quit their job felt. You have this high, you have this rush, this adrenaline flowing through you. Oh my God. I, you know what I mean? Oh my God. I actually did it. Like I can't. And in this scenario, you like can't wait to tell everybody because everyone's been so excited for you to leave. And you're like, Oh my God. Like my, I can finally see my family again more and I'll get to hang out with my friends again. Now I haven't been able to see my friends in forever. And you know, I, I'll get to have more time for me and do things I want to do. And then you're driving away and you're like, well, I was living at their house. I'm going to have to move in with a friend. That's going to be awkward. I have to move in with my parents. Like that's even more awkward. It's like, well, okay, well, well, no, yeah, but no, like they weren't good. They weren't good. And you keep driving, you keep driving and you're like, well, shit, like, okay, I had it, you know, I had like a pet with them maybe, or I had like a, a shared car with them maybe, um, you know, four, five, six years of this person, right? Like so much is intertwined. And you start having this second thought, like, okay, well, well, was it that bad? Like, was it, maybe, maybe I overreacted. Like, maybe it wasn't so bad. 
um, I see this all the time <laughs> in, in my professional and personal life. And it's because you are now venturing into the unknown and you are now in this scenario where you don't know what you're up against and you knew what you're up against before. It wasn't great, but you knew what you were up against. <laughs> and I think that's like a really sad reality to live in if you choose that and you know that's what's happening because my gosh like don't you deserve more like don't you deserve better than that like you know in in this scenario the person driving away yeah you might have to crash at a friend's house or your parents house for a while yeah you might have to like give up the pet that you two share together yes you know that you know there's there's a lot of things that are masked as quote love maybe but there it, it just wasn't it wasn't a healthy relationship there's no longevity there it's like shotgun blasts it's like just quick bursts of energy and it's not like this long sustainable thing and i think to the person who's in a scenario like that where you're leaving something that is unhealthy you're gonna have the urge to want to run back um, and you'll actually think of scenarios to how they're, how it was good for you. How like, you know what? No, like they were just being tough on me. I, I should be better. There's like a saying, it's one thing to face the demon, you know, but it's another thing to face the demon that you don't know. It's like, they're both demons. They're both scary, but at least you know the face of the one. And it's like, is that how you, is that, is that really what you want to live your life in is, uh, I, I guess what I'm getting at is there's better options. There's uh, there's something better out there. And it's believing that you're worth more and believing that there's going to be a better situation for you. And there are times in life, like I said, with that job, with that person left the job, sure, there could be a better job, but also we are humans and we're stupid and we're fickle and we don't really know what we want. And we just kind of make choices and just hope that they jive with us i mean come on like we all make stupid decisions and i think we need to allow ourselves grace to make stupid decisions but i also think we can't confuse stupid decisions with being brave because the person who quit that job that day i'm just gonna go ahead and call that a stupid decision the person who leaves that relationship i call that brave because they are putting themselves first they are finally now making the choice to better their life. And it's going to be scary as shit because you now have to figure out how to stand on your own two feet and you don't have this person around anymore. And you start to confuse their comfort, their familiarity with love. And it's not love. It's familiarity. Stockholm syndrome, if you want to get dramatic. <laughs> Falling in love with your captor. <laughs> it's like... You know, that's such a thing. It's so real. Falling in love with people who are shitty to us, but they might provide shelter, basic caveman needs, right? So, man, okay, so that's good. Don't confuse bravery with stupidity or foolishness or or irrationality uh, being irrational. So maybe that's the point of, you know, of this this conversation is like, Whenever I was hearing us talk about humbleness and, you know, what takes someone so long to rebound? Like, you should just come back and admit you're wrong. 
It's like, well, I wouldn't give that advice to someone who left an abusive relationship, but I might give that advice to someone who plays sports and they had a bad game and they quit the team early. They quit the team mid-season. And it's like, well, hold on now. You wanted this for so long. Like you really wanted, to, you really wanted this season. You trained all summer. You know, you're really going to quit after one game. You know, people have, like I said, people are irrational and they make quick snap decisions all the time. But I think we need to allow people to bounce back. We need to allow people to be forgiven and we need to allow people to make mistakes because if there's no room for that, then like we're not being human. Um, but then on the flip side, I think we should empower people. You know, like if, if, if my son someday quits a soccer game after one game, I'm not going to be like, you know, like good for you, buddy, like good for you for quitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it, it's just different. But if I have, you know, a daughter whose boyfriend is, being awful to her and not taking care of her needs and she leaves, you know, I'd be giving different advice. It's like, I just think those two scenarios get muddied very, very quickly. You are in scenarios where you are unsure of the future and you start to look introspective and looking at yourself and you can either, you can twist that however you want and you can go back to your abusive partner and be like, you know, I'm sorry I left. I was being irrational. You make it so you're the one who's, oh, I hope you get what I'm saying. You make it so you're the one who's wrong whenever you're not, you know, you're sticking up for yourself. I I hope, I, I hope some of this makes sense. It made sense to me when I heard it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good because I feel like a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people have fantasies about leaving and doing something new. And it's like, well, before you do that, think about why you want to leave. Is this serving me in some way? And is this serving future me in some way? There's nothing wrong with change, but I think change is scary. And um, yeah, I mean, shoot, my gosh, there's things in my life I still hold on to. I'm afraid of letting go because I'm afraid of what might happen once I do. But... (laughs) What's the thing about Tarzan? I've heard this analogy a thousand times. If you're swinging through the jungle, you got to let go of the vine that you've been holding on to to get onto the next vine and keep swinging. You can't just keep swinging back and forth on the same vine. If you're happy on the vine that you're on, then by all means, stay on there. (laughs) But if you're unhappy, figure out like where, you know why, figure out where you want to go. And maybe uh, that's all we need to think about for the rest of the night day i guess you're hearing this on saturday pick up my guitar here do some karaoke it seems to be the theme now these days um yeah i'm gonna miss two midweek thoughts maybe i'll maybe we'll bring him back it's only been like three days i don't even know how long it's been but yeah, we have an awesome episode John and I just recorded today for Monday, and that episode is going to be about the small decisions in my life that impact major events. The episode is called The Butterfly Effect, and it's about a small little rock tossed into a pond and how big of a ripple it can make, and you just never know like the small decisions and choices we make every day, how they are going to impact us. And we just share stories about the businesses we've started. Um, so yeah, 
Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Enjoy the rest of the summer. It's August already. You know what's crazy? Oh, I know I'm talking. I'm going to write this up. What's so crazy is two months ago, almost to the day, I recorded an episode saying how sad I was by myself sitting here in this seat with this guitar saying how sad I was that it was June 1st. And now it's August 2nd. I'm recording this and like life has completely changed (laughs) for the better. And um, things are just going really well in a lot of ways. I mean, I still struggle with certain things, but hey, who doesn't? It's just funny how life can change. That's all. So uh, it was a great talking to you. Have a great day. See ya. (laughs) 